This is the Wealth and Law Podcast, a podcast about the intersection of personal wealth and the legal landscape. We'll take a deep dive into relevant topics. We'll basically teach you what we know, and we'll engage with guests with deep expertise in their field. We hope that you'll enjoy this episode and many more episodes. So please join us on this journey as we try to bring you relevant information that is both timely and important for you to know in order to engage in this area of the world. Welcome to the Wealth and Law Podcast. It is, it's pretty common, I'd say, in uh, industries that are serving affluent families or individuals that it can be surprisingly difficult to find resources uh, and to source those resources and to build the teams that are needed because most of these families are basically large companies. Uh, if you sort of think in terms of if you had a friend who told you they sold their business for $50 million, you'd be giving them huge high fives and partying for a week. Well, there are families worth $50 million. So, you know, these are really that family net worth is really a, equivalent to a large business. And in those sorts of instances, you need somebody who knows how to connect the dots. And that's why Alex Sonkin is with me today. Alex, thanks for joining me. Right. Great pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. So for for the few people in the world, Alex, who don't know who you are and what you do, uh, why don't you at least explain it to us? Okay. Uh, well, there, there's probably many people who don't know who I am and don't know what we do, but um, let me try to explain what we do. So we, we, we have something called the Due Diligence Project, and that's what we do inside the Virtual Family Office Hub. And we really positioned ourselves almost as a middleman, almost like an Amazon. Um, where we provide independent peer review. We collect all the independent feedback from hundreds and hundreds of independent CPA firms, tax-focused CPA firms that we're helping out uh, build out as virtual family offices, supporting millionaires, multimillionaires, billionaires, and so forth. They need access to best-in-class resources. And, and the way we do this, because the tax code's so deep, um, where do we find the best tax attorneys? Where do we find the best specialists? Who's the best captive guy, ESOP guy or gal? Where are these resources and who are the best of the best? Because when you're a CPA or a family office, you really don't want to just have the best local resources. You may need to bring in a resource that's on the other side of the country, other side of the world. There is no place outside of our organization that's doing vetting, cumulative vetting and ranking and rating of these services, similar to like the way we watched the movies before uh, before Netflix and all the streaming services. We go to Blockbuster Video and flip, flip back the covers. The way we did shopping before Amazon, we'd go to Toys R Us, go up and down the aisle, try to find the best toy to buy for our child for their birthday. Very inefficient, right? Now we don't do that. We go to Amazon. We, we do a quick price comparison, a product comparison. We don't buy things with three out of five stars. We buy things with four out of 4.9 out of five stars. The streaming services give us that independent peer review, which saves us so much time in picking shows and movies. We would otherwise have no idea if we'd like them or not, you know, just based on watching a little preview. So what we've done is we've created this very, very large community of CPAs, tax-focused CPAs. We had 847 participate in our summit in 2020. So we're supporting hundreds of CPA firms, family offices around the country. They're all introducing their favorite tax attorney specialist resources. They independently vet out each resource, rank and rate their services, their quality of, of competency, 
And ultimately what we have in-house is a ranking rating system of virtually every resource uh, across the sun that is supporting elite family offices, elite CPA firms that are now that are supporting billionaires, centimillionaires, multimillionaires. So we provide this facility and in the middle, we're collecting all the notes, what's good, what's good, what's bad. We're collecting the notes of why this strategy, you know, why these 30, 40, 50 CPAs really like this sophisticated tax strategy and what questions they were able to ask and get the answers to. And when we bring new CPAs to the fold, we share all the notes that we've been compiling about each specialist, each strategy, because this helps the new CPAs actually to complete their due diligence. Because no one knows how many pages are in the tax code. It's constantly changing, constantly shifting. Your clients expect you to know the whole thing. CPA's clients expect them to know the whole thing. And the way we do this is really as, as a community. We work together because the tax code is really just way too thick, way too deep and constantly changing for one person or one group of people to, to have it under control. Yeah, it's so true that clients expect that their CPA is going to basically know know everything. How, how do you think that that process is for, say, a, a typical CPA firm? Maybe they're doing a lot of, I'll mm-hmm. say, tax compliance work. So they're doing a lot of return work for uh, a wealthy family to transition into something that is a lot more like a family office than right. just compliance. What, what, what is that you, like? You know, some, some CPAs really, really like to be in the compliance space because that's a lot of the money is coming to them from compliance. You need these audits, you need financial statements. Now, nobody wants audits and nobody wants financial statements. So it's like, if there's like no, it's not like clients are like, you know, I really, really, really want a great uh, auditor. I, I really want a really pretty financial statement. These are things that people need. So they just say, okay, just get this thing done for us. And, and, and if you have a complicated situation, the audit's going to cost a lot of money. And then CPA firms make a lot of money there. What these business owners actually want is they want proactive tax plan. They want ideas, right? Taxes are going up. There's more taxes, higher taxes across the board. The tax code's constantly changing, very complicated. So the CPAs are spread so thin, they don't have time to do proactive tax planning. And I think that's by design. The government's got them under so many deadlines. There's so many, like one deadline's over. Oh, let's relax. I got another deadline. They don't actually have the time or the resources to do proactive tax planning, which makes their clients just pay the tax, bend over, pay the tax. The CPAs who figured this out are like going, wait a minute, my clients want proactive. I can have other CPAs or outsource the compliance, all this other stuff that my clients need but don't want. Let me serve my clients and give them what they actually want. And let me charge them for this service, access, tax reduction, all these different things. Because now I'm going to dive into that part of the tax world that I didn't have time for, which is actually the due diligence part which is looking for tax strategies, looking to combine different tax strategies, looking to find the very best resources, work with those resources, and then bring those resources, the combination of the resources to my clients. And this is where our idea was, hey, why are family offices run by financial financial guys, you know, the advisors, they really need to be run by the tax-focused CPAs. Because most financial guys, they can learn finance, but where they're very weak is income tax. You know, like your your 
a tax attorney, right? So you have to get your law degree, you have to study international tax, all these different things. But as far as CPA, income tax, like U.S. tax code work, there's just not a lot. You know, you don't have your CPA. Right. And so you have all these people who are real specialists in, in different parts of uh, international tax, finance, all these different things where people really what's unique is being able to take someone with a tax background, a CPA background, and then add all these other components to. So like if I take your unique and special abilities and bottle it up and then add that knowledge to a high performing CPA who's outsourced all this other unnecessary or work that their clients don't want but need, and they focus just on what their clients want, which is eliminating tax, eliminating state tax, operating internationally, operating domestically, you know, selling assets, acquiring assets, making it all efficient. The compliance part is not the part they need. They need they need their lead family office leader to be a generalist and to understand a little bit about what you do to bring you in or bring mm -hmm. the best tax bring in the best resources in. So really we're training concierge services. We're training like large librarians. Your client needs a generalist and we support the generalists and then we bring them access to the best specialists. It's almost like the doctor system, right? Right. Someone has a child who's sick, they go to their general practitioner. That's probably not going to be the specialist that fixes the problem if it's complicated. They're going to go out and find those specialists. We are that intermediary that between the generalists and the specialists, and all the generalists are the ones who vote and rank and rate all the specialists. In our yeah. Do, do you see people who are CPA firms that, that then engage with you? Are they coming to you because they've sort of made a, a conscious choice, or are they coming to you because they're feeling so much pressure from these clients to do more? that they they're they're almost pushed into it it's a great question i mean like when we first started doing this 20 years ago it, it was we were ha we had to explain to cpas look ai is coming stop doing tax returns financial statements the future's coming and then at some point over the last 20 years we, we stopped having that conversation because everyone's like we already get it so we're you know we already transitioned the cpa world already understands that if you don't if i have to explain this to you as a cpa it's a, you're already done you're already done you know, so yeah, we're working yeah. with the CPAs who are already who are already aware of this. Their clients are asking. They need solutions. They want proactive tax planning. You know, either they find us on LinkedIn or we find them on LinkedIn, and it's like a marriage made in heaven. They're like, oh my god, we've been, oh my god, we've been looking for you. You know, because we've been just building, building, building this community. At the end of the day, what's really hard is the due diligence on, on these on these things, and that's really what the clients want. Yeah want yeah. their CPA to be plugged in and go, listen, I am part of an independent peer review community. There's hundreds of us tax geeks. We're just ripping apart the tax code, looking at strategies, meeting resources, vetting them out, going back to the tax code, looking at what the weakest part of the strategy might be and deciding whether we could defend this in audit, not that we want to go to audit or not. And that as a community, we do that really, really well. And those business owners and, and, and those family office clients really appreciate that. And they understand the power of that because they're all on Netflix. They're all using Amazon. They know the power of independent peer review. It's just no one showed them this, that this actually exists in the financial services industry. Yeah. And actually, it's something you mentioned before before we started recording here, which I thought was really interesting. You, you are, and if, when I say this, if I misconstrue what you said, you just have to correct me, Alex. But it you said something to along the lines of like this is it's not like information that's just widely available. 
you know, this is information that is niched information. It's highly specialized information. So the ability to aggregate it into some place where it's accessible, like that's the value that is missing in a lot of in a you, lot of you cases. You can appreciate this because you you're in the tax code. I mean, mm-hmm. you actually have to open up that tax code and read it. I mean, most people have never opened up this document. And I suggest those of you out there who've never looked at this, just just go and Google the US tax code and just read, read a paragraph in there. Try to make sense of it. You know what I mean? And read, read section 170. Okay. This is about whether you can deduct contributions to charities. Just read that one section and you will decide. You need to hire somebody to do your taxes for you. I mean, and then just be like, and then be like, and then look at your CPA, talk to your CPA and be like, do you think this one person has a good handle on this entire tax code? And then talk to your financial advisor or your estate planning attorney who has probably no experience in audit, in tax court, has probably maybe has read as little of the tax code as you have. And now you're asking them questions about the tax code. It's going, look, this is this is really complicated stuff. And yeah. it takes professionals. And what I say is, look, remember when you and I back in school, we were in that classroom, maybe it was 30 kids in the classroom, right? So you have the top two kids, they might be going to Harvard, MIT, wherever, right? You have the bottom three, four, five kids, they're probably gonna be smoking in the hallways. You know, they're not, they're, they're, they have a different track. And then you have that middle group, right? The majority of those kids, maybe they're cheating off each other. Look, you know, they're they're just trying to get through school. That whole group of people is now in the world. They all have jobs. They're doctors, lawyers, CPAs, financial advisors, professionals. Unless you find those top two kids from that class who are doing all the work, who are getting all the straight A's, who are on their you're probably working with that middle group, or you're working at those, one of those bottom five kids. So if you're right. working at that middle group. What this is what's showing the results. This is why 80%, you know, 82% of Fortune 500 companies are paying so much tax, way more tax than they should. 18% of the most profitable 500 companies in the world are zeroing up their tax returns. We're talking, you take the 500 most profitable companies in the world, and only 18% are doing tax planning that in our opinion, we would consider to be elite. The other 82%, we look at their tax plan, we're like, that's not elite we have another word to describe that but it's not elite okay right and so even though your revenues and income are elite you're one of the 500 best for some reason there's a huge disconnect between making the money and keeping the money (laughs) and this is kind of where we serve we serve those cpas because the cpas are doing the best they can they're they are but if we outsource them and insource them and support them and give them access to independent peer review community it becomes, it's like choosing a movie, going to a million blockbuster videos and going up and down the aisles and ask, asking the guy behind the counter what he thinks versus going to Netflix and having Netflix just show you the top five shows or movies, 96 to 99 percentile that you and your wife are going to want to watch. Right. Odds are you're going to take a chance on one of those shows and be like, you know, that was pretty good. How did Netflix know? Independent peer review. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you you use that analogy because I think it's a good one. And, and, and in my experience, not to say that I have like the greatest uh, uh, sample size, so somebody else's experience could be different. But what I find is that with 
with very well-to-do families, um, first of all, their situations are very complicated. It's not complicated because they're trying to make it complicated. It's just that's the nature of the beast. You just mentioned the tax code is so vast, nobody understands every single corner of it. Well, that's just one element. That's just tax. That's not corporate. That's not partnerships. That's not LLCs. That's not real estate. That's not IP. Like there's just a litany of other very, very complicated things in the world that well-to-do families are dealing with. And what ends up happening is in some way, they're trying to find these sorts of connections and they're trying to find someone who can curate these sort of best ideas. I I find a lot of times it is the CPA. And frequently, at least from my perspective, number one, it makes all the sense in the world. And I'm really happy for that because uh, these the CPAs that I work with are great and I love it. And the, but the other piece of it, like the real practical element is, well, the CPA is kind of dealing with everything in one back basket, whereas you may have other service providers who are dealing with little little slices. For example, like you mentioned, like the financial advisor. Well, the financial advisor is dealing with liquid assets. That is not the entirety of someone's net worth when you get up into certain wealth stratus. But the CPA has everything in one basket. So they're actually the best positioned to be this concierge, this this sort of this sort of uh, connector yeah. for what the clients need. I, you know, what I found is that the CFOs, the finance guys, and I came from the finance world, right? Um, I feel like finance is easier to learn than income tax. You know, it's coming up kind of like engineering is that is that crazy? Like very few people have that engineering degree combined with with the, with the knowledge of finance. Very few people have that CPA degree with a true knowledge of finance. So and people who are heavy, heavy, heavy into finance very rarely go out and get their CPA, very rarely go out and get their engineering degree after the fact. It's like if you start there. So what we really like to do is 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 get these super high level tax focused CPAs, add that finance knowledge to them, or some of them already have it. Those are the guys we Mm -hmm. think should be the leaders of the family offices. Mm -hmm. They're really all about the due diligence because the patriarchs and matriarchs of the family, they know how to make money. That's why they're there. Oh, yeah. They don't necessarily need help to make the money. Uh, Some of them might. But um, but what they really need help is organizing and keeping that money and yes. having that generalist with that tax background added with the finance background because we can always we can always add support with finance guys to this to the tax guy right you know and that's how we build out these family offices and the goal the goal is to win mm-hmm. there's no excuses you know there there's either winning or a bunch of stories and excuses and sports do a great job of that it's like nobody cares about your story it's like what are the bottom line results exactly what was the outcome yeah that's so true did you come back did you come back and win it in the last second or did you were you ahead the whole game who cares you won and that they only hand out the trophies for winning yeah, you know, and I coach these little flag football kids and they come, you know, and if, if I ever see them coming out with any excuses, I'm like, listen, send all your excuses to my Gmail account and I'll review them. And if they're good excuses, maybe we'll recommend you. Maybe you should get a legal degree and you can become an attorney <laughs> And because, uh, you know, you can make strong arguments. It, there's yeah. a there's a place for that, you know, but uh, but yeah, no, we we it's, it's all bottom line. And um, that's how the world works, man. You know that. Yeah, yeah, I do know that it, it's. Well, it's really interesting. I think um, the type of service that you're providing is one that is, I mean, obviously you've been doing it for a long time, but it's its not one that's going away anytime soon, at least from my perspective, from what I'm seeing with families. And I think you're right. What ends up happening is, especially where the money is kind of really made in the current gen- generation. Okay. Maybe there was some money that came in, but the, the real 
real money was made, the real high, high money dollars uh, that was made in the current generation. And they just get to a point where they they had, say, a single CPA or a single attorney who kind of did everything up until this moment. And now they're too big and they all of a sudden they're in a different strata and they need resources that are far deeper and far more niched. And there's a big gap in the market where there, there are some virtual family office organizations. There's not a lot of them. Some are good. Some are not so good. Some are sort of fulsome. Some are very niched out. And it's this weird space in between. You know, you're, you, you don't have your own family office, but you're you know, you sort of need something. Maybe you don't have enough to create your own just standalone office. It's there's this weird space in between. I don't know if you're seeing the same thing or not. No, what I what I find is it's 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 really the personalities. You know, what I find is is, is I'm really attracted to this to the CPA in the entire financial services profession. I've dealt with every part of that profession, and my mm-hmm. favorite is the CPA. They they're generally humble. They generally have big hearts. They're not doing it for the money or and the money that's coming to them now. It's probably surprising. They're probably all surprised how much money they're making, mm-hmm. way more than they thought, because they're really just numbers people. They're there to get the thank yous. They're there to do the work that their clients don't want to do. And next thing you know, they're sitting in this place where there's all this money and they don't, they're not cocky. So they're not going out there. They're probably thinking, I'm just doing this. I'm doing this, doing this. My client's gotten bigger than me. They're going to move on. That is a lie that they tell themselves. Right. Right. They have to move on. All right. they need to do is shift out of their backwards business model, outsource their firm with better resources. They don't have to be the experts in all of these resources. They just need to know enough about them and then continue to work with that client and bring these higher end resources. Because what these higher end clients are doing, they're leaving their small CPA firms to bigger CPA firms. And maybe their results are actually worse because mm-hmm. when we look at that, the, eight, the 82% of Fortune 500 companies that have access to the fanciest, most expensive CPA firms, law firms in the country, their results are, bare, are, are, are bad. Right. So it's not getting a bigger, more expensive CPA firm. It's getting a CPA firm that's that understands what's going on and it's proactive and it's positioned itself in a way where they're not doing tax returns and financial statements and audits and they're really focused and have that team in place or plugged in the due diligence project and have access to all these resources and then they don't need to be experts in every single part of the research they they will generally pick up pick up things very quickly they will do the due diligence with our notes very efficiently Mm-hmm. They just have to see themselves. And it's almost like the fact that they're not cocky, like some financial advisors or some attorneys are, where they're like biting off way more than they can chew. Oh, no, I got this. And then it's like, really, do you have this? Look at all these, look at all these banks going under. You know, they're led by probably cocky finance guys. They're, no, I got it. You don't got it. Okay. <laughs> you don't got it. Like, yeah, you're, you don't know what you're doing. There needs to be a level of humility because. Because one of the things I learned as a former options trader from the Chicago Board of Trademark and the CBOE is part of what we don't have experience in besides income tax and the tax code is we don't respect risk. These banks that are going under right there, you know, they're lending all the stuff out there. They don't realize they're buying these financial instruments and financial instruments can go up and they can go down. Mm-hmm. If you're too leveraged and they go down you're out, you're done, it's over. And I think CPAs, tax-focused CPAs are more on the, on, on the very risk-averse side, which mm-hmm. is a great place to be because the business owner is the one that's going to take the risk. Right. And let the advisors and let the CPA, let everyone else be very protective, which is where, where, where their team should be. And we're here, it's hard to do due diligence on 
on investments. And, but because there's so many moving parts, there's so many risks, there's so many things that we can't really just get our hands around. But where we can get our hands around is looking at a tax strap. If we show this to 847 CPAs, I don't need 847 independent CPAs to agree. If I get 30, 40, 50 independent CPAs to review a strategy, go deep into that strategy, go deep in the tax code and go, I know the weakest part of the strategy. I know how we can defend this. This is awesome. Let's go. That's right. enough for us to say this is great. As long as right. we don't have 50 other CPAs going, no, we just did our due diligence and we have, we found these issues. Well, until we resolve those issues, we're where it stands though. Right. Yeah. And and that's that's uh what what you were describing there, I think is exactly right about um smaller CPA firms. Oh, this is not true of everyone, of course, but there are many smaller CPA firms. Um that I'm aware of that have within their book of business a handful of very large clients. And it's those very large clients that really are demanding more uh, services than sometimes, sometimes that that firm is providing. And to your point, it's like they need what they really need is more attention, more attention to the strategies, more proactive attention and and more connections to resources that will help them to succeed. Whereas, you know, the say 100 W-2 driven returns that they're filing every year, those people don't need the same level of attention. They one just don't. You're, you're absolutely One of the things we're really proud of is we changed the lives of our CPA firms. You know, some, a lot of them. Yeah, I'm sure. Firms, yeah. They come to small firms. They meet us. We're the reason they leave the, these big firms and start small firms. They're making way more money with us than they've made ever in the past. They're helping their business owners save more tax than they've ever done in the past. These business owners are super happy with them because of the results. Some of the things we're doing involve charities where you know, our organization is responsible for helping multiple charities raise close to $150 million over the last few years, which is changing the lives of these charities, which has changed the lives of the people that these charities are supporting. So we're really trying to do good and be good and do things the right way. And, and just as long as everything is channeled where it's a win, 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 yeah. um, you know, which is really tricky to do, but that's really been the goal is to create a bunch of win, win, wins and align ourselves with God's goals, align ourselves, just really helping other people. And this is the, you know, I kind of stumbled on this niche. You know, you mentioned you're in a niche market. I'm in a niche market. We didn't even realize this was, this was a problem when we first started. <laughs> and we, we just kind of ran into this problem. We're like, wait a minute, let's come, let's introduce these elite CPAs to these elite resources, let them vet each other out. And let's, let's just keep doing this and see what happens. And what happens is we're creating a lot of value. And then really yeah. enabling these CPAs to create massive, massive value for their clients. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I love it. So, Alex, uh, I I could talk your ear off about this for like hours and hours, but I know you're also a busy person with things to do. So I want to be respectful. Um, what is the best way for people trying to find you to get in touch with you? Yeah, the best way is due diligence project .com, info. Okay at diligenceproject.com is my email. But if you go to diligenceproject.com, that's an easy way to get a hold of us. Yeah, sounds good. And of course, we'll add it, all the contact information in the show notes and things. So people who are looking for it, also they could just Google you, like Thank you, you do exist, you know, you're you're not like a hermit and you've never been on the internet. So uh, <laughs> Alex, thank you so much, I appreciate it. Brett, thanks so much for having me, it was my pleasure. 
Hey listeners, thanks again for joining me on the podcast. It's fun to do it for you. If you're enjoying it, please subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to my blog at wealthandlaw.com and follow me on social media at wealthandlaw. I'll see you there.